and I make nothing, zero, zilch. By the time I pay all my scientists, all my people in my, in my research department, lab coats, it's a wash. Well, why you do it then, baby Billy? Well, because I'm selfless, and I want to heal as many people as the dear Lord lets me. outside, nerd. Get out. Go. I ain't got time to be distracted by your worthless chime-ins. Go on. What's happening, guys? Happy Thursday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we're going to talk about my wide receiver and QB rankings, uh, positional rankings, as well as we're going to do a little conversation on ROI and transparency. But I'll tell you a guy I've been transparent with since day one. That is my co-host. You know him better as the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, buddy, how are you? I have been lying to myself. I appreciate that you have not been transparent. I'm good, but I also wasn't the person who was just on vacation south of the border. Did you have a wonderful time? I'm sure your wife deserved the vacation. I don't know if you did, but you got one nonetheless. Sure, sure. Before I get into the vacation, very early in the show, I want to thank Jesse Schneeman from the Dynasty War Games. That's one of the podcasts that you'll find on our show. Just another reason why you should be subscribed to the Player Profiler channel and the Dynasty War Zone channel, because the Dynasty War Games, which is Jesse's podcast, is found over there. Jesse was an ace literally at the last minute. Um, producer Kevin was going to fill in. Things happen, uh, as is life, but Jesse stepped up, and you guys knocked it out of the park. Tremendous show. So thank you and thank Jesse for jumping in and saving the day. As, as far as Mexico, uh, it was tremendous. Top three vacation I've ever been on. Uh, the only thing is, is that when you take a six-day vacation and you're traveling like that and you go international, as you know, because you just went to the Dominican last fall? Uh, last summer. Okay. So, but, but, but when you go international like that, you have to like go through customs and you got to get into the country. You got to get from the airport to your, to your, you know, your, your accommodations and you end up losing a day. So, uh, my wife and her friend who planned this, it was tremendous. Food was great. Um, it had a bunch of like adventure parks. It's called Excaret. I'm not even pronouncing that correctly. X C A R E T. Check it out. It's in Mexico. It's great. Had a great time with my family. And uh, real quick, so we can get into the show, because we have a jam-packed wall-to-wall show. I want to remind you guys, I just mentioned it. We have our own channel. If you're listening or watching on the Player Profiler channels, podcast or YouTube, wherever you get your content from us, slide over and hit the Dynasty War Zone, because there will be more and more content in the offseason there. I mentioned the Dynasty War Games. I, meant it, I mentioned before our boy Dallas. He's already got his first rookie show, the Rookie Rundown, Prospect Premonition. It's already up this week. The War Games will be out on Friday. You're missing a bunch, and it, it costs you $0. And if you're looking for more content, when a lot of content creators tend to go into a rabbit hole over the winter, we're just going to crank this thing up even more. I want to make sure to mention my boy, the Podfather. Now, I don't know... Um, a good way to say this, but he's the man, great content creator. He does a show every Monday. I believe he just did the last one and he'll be transitioning to more Sonic truth dynasty content, much like us, 
but he does a show called Top Ten Takeaways that comes out on Mondays or sometimes Tuesdays uh, after regular season weeks. But speaking of the Podfather, let's hear a word from him about our friends at Rival. This episode is brought to you by Rival Fantasy. Rival Fantasy, the coolest fantasy platform not enough people know about, but they will once I'm done, baby, because they're always innovating. They just rolled out seasonal leagues. We set them up for patrons, for our listeners, and they funded over $1,000 in payouts. That's what Rival's all about. They're always innovating. They already had the fantasy book where you can take overs and unders, stack them up, multiply your payout, but then they added challenges so you can set your own lines and put them out there for the community and then you can browse the community's lines and say hey this guy's crazy i'm gonna take the other side it's cool and they have fantasy bingo rival fantasies reminded me how much fun i can have with fantasy football and use that promo code player the promo code is player they give you a 100 instant deposit match plus 25 dollars plus a free play that promo code is player for up to 125 dollars in deposit bonus and a free play you can't beat it. I've said this before, like a sore Peter, you can't beat it. And uh, that is our friends at Rival Fantasy. Jerry, there you go. We've got the promotion out of the way. We gave some love to Jesse. Uh, a quick word about my vacation. But uh, are you ready for good people, bad tweets? I am always ready. For well, good this, week, th- this week, I want to make sure we frame it correctly. First of all, the good people with bad tweets are just... In the. I thought I was going to have a tough time finding one. Mister, I got the next three shows lined up with some bad tweets. But that not being said, this is a good person with a good tweet, kind of. Now, this is multiple-time guest, and I'm sure we'll have him on again every year. He releases an updated version of his book. Um, it's the Analytics of Dynasty, and it's our friend Jordan McNamara. And I say friend because Jordan's a friend. We, we've been in this game Pretty much an equal amount of time. I think he was a little bit before us doing stuff with the with the UTI under a uh, UTI. That's a urinary tract infection under the helmet. Yes, UTA the helmet. Yeah. HI. What's it? They're right there in the alphabet, Jerry. UTI, uh, but UTH under the helmet. Chad Parsons. Blah blah blah. So so Jordan uh, retweeted a tweet of his own, and, and Jordan retweeted a tweet of his own from February eighteenth of twenty three. And his original tweet said, when someone has advice that seems really out of the ordinary, ask them for their stats, buy-ins, winnings, blah, blah, blah. He then come back voluntarily, I assume, maybe someone asked for it, I don't know. And and he come back with his buy-ins and, you know, here's his winnings and and here's his profit versus investment. Um, He broke down his playoff rate, his, his buy rate, his teams in the finals, and, and final wins, Jerry. Okay. So um, first of all, what what is your thought that this is even a thing? Let's start with that. What do you think of when you hear people or see people on Twitter talking about transparency and ROI? And if you're not an investment banker or you're just like, you know, maybe you're like me, you're a working class stiff like Jerry, ROI means return on investment. But if you may, you probably knew that because you're a smart son of a bitch because you listen to the Dynasty Warzone. But just in case, just in case we got a new person who's never heard that term, Jerry, when you hear return on investment and transparency, what do you think? I think it's a good thing. It, it I, I mean, if people are going to give advice as professionals, quote unquote, to better how you are going to perform in this game, they should also probably be able to perform in this game successfully. I think that's fair. 
It, 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 do you do you disagree? I can't imagine you do. You are a person that likes to to take shots at certain folks who you know, maybe it, spew diarrhea out of their mouth from time to time. I do, and, and this is what I told Jordan, you know, in several tweets because he does not agree with my stance. You know, I I I think he he maybe he wants me to do like a year in review. Hey, here's how many leagues. I, I don't give a shit to do it for Twitter. I'll do it right here on this podcast. I owe Twitter nothing. I owe them absolutely nothing. It's a cesspool of an app. I do it because it's it's if you're a news based person and like things in bite sized pieces, that's why I'm on Twitter. I'll also uh, stir the occasional pot. The people that I'm accountable to, the people that I'm transparent with, the people that I need to make sure that I'm doing right by are the listeners of this podcast. If you think for one second, I am going to invest a significant amount of my time to type out in multiple tweets at 280 characters per tweet how my dynasty seasons went, shit in one hand and wait in the other and see which hand fills up first. Because I got news for you. I ain't doing it for Twitter. You want to know how I did? Very good, Jerry. I played in 17 leagues this year. 12 patron leagues because I can't be in all of them. The ones that I'm not in, you're in, right? True. I'm going to talk about the patron leagues here in a minute, but I'm in I'm in 12 patron leagues and five what I consider industry leagues. And when I say industry leagues, I mean for money, 50, 75, 150, plus, several dollars, multiple dollars across multiple leagues. And I've always been very proud. I bring it up not to brag, but, but out of pride of, of the other dynasty content creators that I play fantasy football with from yourself, the guys at the GOAT district. Theo Grimminger from Player Profiler, Rich Dotson from the Dynasty Nerds, Tyler Gunther from the Dynasty Happy Hour, Doug Eddy, the guys from the FF Dynasty. I could go on and on. Izzy Elkafast from the DTC. I could go on and on and on. And I mention these leagues on this show because these are the people that may want to know. But, but what you're really here for is for me to entertain you and tell you my rankings and help you with some Dynasty strategy and things like that. I think this is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. I'm going to be very honest. If you want to know, that's fine. This is so I, 17 leagues, 12 playoffs. I don't know what percentage that is, nor do I give a shit. Of the 12 that I was in, I made eight final fours. So that's 66.7%. You with me so far? Yep. Okay. I made four championships, four championship games. So of the 12, 33%, look at me do the math like a son bitch, 33%. Finals rates, okay? One championship. Fuck you, C.D. Lamb, you son of a bitch. And the three that I lost, I ran into a buzzsaw named C.D. Lamb. We're going to talk about C.D. Lamb here in just a minute. That is my transparency. But, but Jerry, can I tell you what I'm actually really proud of? What's that? Our patron leagues. So, so here's the scoop. Getting the DMs as I'm paying people out from like guys like Sean and Randy and Mike and, and, and just, we have dozens of patrons, but right now I'm working with the winners to make sure they get paid. We have 18 leagues and I take a tremendous amount of pride that our leagues are well ran and a big shout out to Neil, who is the admin who helps me organize 18. Imagine that 18 leagues. I've already paid 50, excuse me tonight. I paid one more. I've already paid 16 of the 18 winners. The other two have DMS. They have to get back with me so I can know where to send the money. I've got to be able to pay them. And then I've got six second place players 
to pay out out of 18 leagues. I'll have it all taken care of. Well ran. Thanks from our patrons. Everybody gets their money in a timely fashion. Within a week, I think that's fair, right? That's fair. Like That's 2.75 leagues a day that I've got to take care of. I feel like that's pretty good. And it used to be better because it used to be when I was on vacation so I could do it a lot quicker. Now, because of the extra week of the NFL season, I got to do all this, you know, while I'm working, keep that on the down low. But that's what I'm proud of. That's what I want to be transparent about. And I don't want to make this an ad for the patron, but if you want to be in a league where the competition's good, the people are good, we are going to be, as long as we have them, because we've only got a few, we, we, we don't have a lot of turnover, we will be giving new patrons a paid-for patron league when they join up at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. You'll get an orphan, provided we have an orphan to give you. This is like one of those while supply last gimmicks because we're only going to have so many. But Neil and I, are we've already got everybody paid for the most part, and we're already collecting for 2024 and renewing leagues. The corpse of the NFL fantasy season is not even cold yet. And that's what I'm proud of. So I, I don't want to make this a, a diatribe about how good our patron leagues are because they are. I, I, I just want to make this about I, I don't I'm never going to do this for Twitter, Jerry. That's fair. Uh, a lot of people are talking about the champion of Patreon Four, though. They are saying that he may be a prodigy who people's champ. also he was also extremely handsome and brilliant from what I've heard. I don't know. That's oh, what yeah, I'm yeah. hearing on the streets. Yes, yes. So this is the first year in five years I did not win, uh, win one of my industry leagues. I was in three industry league finals, and I went 0 for 3. Again, fuck you, CeeDee Lamb. You want, um, you want me to be honest? Yeah. I had a shit year. I, 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 had, I had a really good year. You know, um, but like I, I, I play in 12 patron leagues. I only won one, and I got one second. I think that's that's probably close to about what I got. And, and it is exactly what you got because I paid you. I, <laughs> you. You're one of the 16 that I've paid. Uh, but I, I have your I have your information. It makes it a hell of a lot easier yeah. for me. Everybody else, it's like, you know, but anyway, it's 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 just I don't worry about it. You no, know, people, I, 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 being I, transparent is a good thing, though, it, it, because you don't want to take advice from somebody who's a boob. But, I, and, but but also you can have good process and the results don't exactly meet. Like, I, I, like I, I had a team that went 14 and one. It had 250 more points than everybody. And I got third in it because Amari Cooper dropped his nuts on my chin. Like it's it, some, that, sometimes that, that's going to happen. You now, run into also, bad luck. The that, wrong end of variance. And I had a team that was, I think it was Patreon 15. My team was not very good. I got a nice lucky run. I think I was the five or the six seed. I made it all the way to the championship. Now I didn't win because I got good patrons, which is uh, bless your sweetheart, even though I don't like to lose to you because I do have an ego, but shit happens. I, I mean, listen, it, it, we say this a lot and it, it, and I don't think people believe it. You can get to the playoffs and it takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of skill to build a roster to get your team to a playoffs, to have the depth to do it. And then shit can happen. Like, it's not all luck. You still have to have good players, and you can win in the playoffs with the best teams more often than not. But shit can happen. Like, C.D. Lamb dropped his nuts on your chin. Amari Cooper did it to me in a bunch of leagues. Like, it, it, it happens. 
and, and to tie all this back into what we were, you know, we've been talking about is that the week before, so you know, you talk about ROI and you just give blanket dollars and blanket cents. Well, I took a team that was a, really a year away from contending. It, it, I shouldn't have been contending this year, but I had a really good young team. I got con, I got contributions because I had a really good draft last year. And I ended up getting into the playoffs. I won my first week matchup, which was close. Then I was playing the defending, the, the defending champion. who And that team has a hell of a roster. But I had Amari Cooper. I got lucky. I didn't do anything really smart. But now I'm in the finals of a very expensive buy-in league. My ROI just went to the roof, not because I'm a great dynasty player, but because Amari Cooper and Joe Flacco decided to make sure that Amari Cooper got 52 points that see, week. See, that's the other thing. A lot, a lot, that's a lot of transparency. People, that's honesty. A lot, a lot of people got great results this season because they have Joe Flacco right now, or they have Kyron Williams. Oh well, uh, and, and, and I know you're you're a Kyron guy. If you're not a Kyron person, Gerald Sinclair sitting right here. At, well, I had the Kyron I mean, Williams Rashad White stack. I mean, I love so Rashad. so I was I was I was they, they Kyron never let me down. Rashad let me down in some championship games, but 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 that's transparency. That's telling the truth. But if I just give you my ROI, if I just give you my my dollar amount, it, it, it's misleading because I only won one championship, but I actually made a bunch of money. Because of, right. you know, I got second place in trade addicts. I got second place here. It all adds up, but those are expensive leagues. I think the thing that he is going after is the people that will only tout hits. They just want to tell you about everything great they did because everything they say is awesome. And it's not true because of what he's done. I mean, that that's a great ROI. It's honestly probably not very sustainable of an ROI, if you want me to be honest with you, but which is probably why he's flaunting it good for jordan i would too but if you clip a big league it it, it skews 100%, the number 100 percent. but it, it, even with an roi like that which is very good most people that don't hit that number are still going to talk like they even do better than that is he he does so want he's trying to keep twitter he, safe i i guess i mean <laughs> listen, you get you He's trying, to sell, he's trying to sell books is what he's trying to do. And I am an owner of Analytics of Dynasty. I, I've, it's got, a good I've, got, I've got one, too. I've got the first one. I've not, I've not re-upped. I'll be, I'll, I'll be quite honest. But again, m- maybe. I don't know. I don't know. M- m- maybe it's a, it's a sales technique. Maybe that's the part that I'm, I'm missing. Um, I love you guys. That's why we talk about ROI. That's why we talk about our leagues. That's why we talk about the patron. And if you feel like you could take me and Jerry down, you want to take us down to Chinatown, come on over. Patreon.com. You're going to get an orphan. Uh, it's going to be paid for. You're going to meet some great people. And I want to give a shout out to Andrew. He just joined literally as I'm recording this podcast. So, uh, Andrew, we'll get you We'll get you in the group chat and get you with Neil and an orphan very soon. But that was our show. Um, I don't think Jordan, as a friend, deserves Dana White. Is that fair? I think that's fair. I'm going to go with this one. I, I, I'm going to throw you a curveball. No Dana White this week, but but I'm going to give you this one. Go outside, nerd. Get out. Go. I ain't got time to be distracted by your worthless chime-ins. Go on. Reasonable. The more Baby Billy drops we have, the better each podcast will be. Uh, I will. I will. Um, 
you've already heard and it. And, and if it, anybody has not watched Righteous Gemstones on HBO, watch Righteous Gemstones. If you you've already heard it because you're 20 minutes into the podcast, but uh, I'll make sure to use the uh, and if you fast forward through the intro, go back and listen. I'm going to use the Righteous Gemstones open because I have the full open um, from Righteous Gemstones. But that's good people. In this case, good tweets, not bad tweets. We love Jordan. We we, we love what he does. Uh, I just don't necessarily about love doing it for for Twitter. But we'll move on. No Dallas this week. No Dallas. No prospect premonition. Why? It's a good question. I'm glad that you asked. Dallas did a full-length podcast. You'll find that currently, like right now, right now, you go to Dynasty War Zones, Apple, Spotify, whatever, you'll find the audio version. On Friday, I'll upload the YouTube version. This is why you subscribe. If you're if you're fiending for more Dynasty content, and who isn't this time of the year, Dynasty War Zone, as well as Player Profiler, we got you hooked up. Jerry, are you ready to talk about wide receiver rankings? One of the sexiest positions in all of Dynasty, sir. You know, I, cornerstone. I, I, it, 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 it's exactly right. Because just a few minutes ago, you mentioned Kyron Williams. We talked about Rashad White. Um, there'll be some more of those guys this year. Wide receiver is the cornerstone. If you do a 1QB league, the wide receiver position is the cornerstone. If you can get two of these guys on your team and come back later and try to find next year's Kyron Williams or next year's Rashad White. By the way, I like Zamir White, by the way. We'll see how the draft goes, but the draft is not looking like all that. I don't think Josh Jacobs is coming back. But that's, those are the uh, – Tajay Spears. There's another guy, Chase Brown. All these guys on a rookie deal, tons of veterans, not a good rookie class. But this is why in one QB leagues I want to build around the wide receiver position. I'm foregoing Bijan Robinson and Brees Hall, and, and I will be more than happy to double tap wide receiver in a startup this year, Jerry, unless it's Superflex. It's a different animal with Superflex. You got to get your quarterback, maybe two quarterbacks. But outside of that, I want to build around young, talented wide receivers. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, 100%. Almost 10 out of 10 times. Because if you don't, you have already determined which strategy you're going to go with going forward. And it's tough because you it's very hard to get these guys once they're gone. And correct and if you and if you go running back in that situation, then you're gonna end up settling with the old guys. You're gonna get Stefan Diggs and everything else. And then your strategy's really set in stone. Well, and this is why Jerry and I don't often do like a lot of pre-talk before the show comes on, because we want the conversation to just flow. So I didn't pull up overall rankings, but I don't know how close like Garrett Wilson and Jonathan Taylor are in a startup. They're probably pretty close. I would think they're both probably yeah. round two picks, like right around that one-two turn in, in, a, in a one QB league. Is that fair? Is that a fair guess? Because I don't have them pulled up. I could, but yeah, I'm that, not. No, nah, that's fair. Okay. You are setting yourself back if you go Jonathan Taylor. And I'm a Colts fan. I love JT. Um, he's my dynasty running back three, but I, I think you're making a tremendous mistake. Actually, he's my four, but you're you're making a tremendous mistake by passing on the wide receiver. That's the importance of this position. That's why I wanted to do wide receiver. And next year, next sorry, not next year, next week, Jerry, you're going to do yours. Yep. You ready? Yeah. These top three guys are in a tier. Now they are in this order for me, but they're in the they're in the top tier. I don't use certain terminologies. It's like it's whatever. But it's CeeDee Lamb, 
Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. And the reason why I have CeeDee Lamb number one is, I heard this today, did you know he's 66 yards away from catching Tyreek Hill for the receiving yardage lead on the year? I didn't know that, but your championship matchups did actually know that probably. I, I know it now, um, but but that's how good this guy's been. And the reason why I, I put him one is not because he kicked me right square in the pills. It's because he's got Dak Prescott. He plays in a dome eight to nine games a year, plays on a fast track. It works with his game. It works with a Cowboys game. We heard all the things. I had my own concerns about CeeDee Lamb because of Mike McCarthy calling the offense. Clearly not a problem for CeeDee Lamb. So that's why I put him one. Jamar Chase, I put him two because he has had little injuries every year. This year it's a shoulder. Last year it was a hip. But he's got Joe Burr. That is a tremendous leg up on my wide receiver three, which is Justin Jefferson. Now, if he gets Captain Kirk back, and they maybe run it back another year. But I don't know if you watch Sunday's game with Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins and Josh Dobbs. That's not who I want throwing the quarterback to my wide receiver one. So I have to, in good faith and in good conscience, I have to, even though I'm respecting what he's done, I'm respecting his age, but I've got to put him behind those two. That's my first tier thoughts on that. I think it's perfect. I I I I mean CD's one. That's I'm not gonna argue that. CD is one. But they're all in the same tier. They're all in the same bucket. Hundred percent. Like I, I'm probably gonna have JJ too. I'll think about it. I do I do understand the Joe Burrow thing. I just think Justin Jefferson's a better wide receiver, but that is just we're we're pulling strings there. Like we're not we're not. But but if you were in the semifinals, go back to the semifinals, week fifteen. Yeah, your opponent had Amari Cooper coming into the playoffs. Maybe you had a buy. You had Jamar Chase. Guess who wasn't there? Yeah. Guess who got a set dropped on their forehead? I hear you. you. It's it's these and and, and again, it doesn't it doesn't make the difference between him being you know two and seven, but it does make the difference between him being one and two and 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 two and three. And and, and, everybody everybody's gonna have multiple years, and it's been multiple years where he's missed a game or two or three. Uh, and I'm, and in four years, we never had that with C.D. Lamb. My next tier is your guy, number four, Amon Ross St. Brown. This is the Brown tier, by the way. Amon Ross St. Brown and A.J. Brown. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown was this close, this close to making that top tier. I debated it, and I moved him, and I debated it, and I moved him, and I, and it's like, I don't know why I'm hesitant, but Amon Ross St. Brown is legit. And we know that your boy golf is going to be there. I'm a little concerned about what happens if Ben Johnson leaves and new OC and then AJ Brown. Um, he's the offensive coordinator in Philly and a, currently a locker room cancer, but that notwithstanding, he's still only 26 years old. He's coming into his super prime. Uh, he's going to turn 27 this summer. You got age 27, 28, 29, maybe even age 30 to dominate. This is why you build around wide receivers because you get an AJ Brown, you don't let him go. I have no disagreements through five picks so far. 
All right, let's go into this next tier. This is the, we've seen the talent. We like the pedigree. We've seen some results. There's like a, a picadillo with all of these guys that just makes you like frustrated. Number, number six is Garrett Wilson. Man, if we could have only seen a season with 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 Aaron with, with Aaron Rodgers, he still put up a thousand yards with the combinations of Zach Wilson and Trevor Simeon, and I think you might have started a game for the Jets. Uh, but, a quarter, but, yep. but in spite of all of that, he still managed to have a thousand yard season. Uh, I got to show respect for the new hotness, Marvin Harrison Jr. If another podcast wants to to put. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. in their top three or part four, um, they they can. I, I mean, I'll just do this. I don't give a shit what that guy thinks, what he has to say, or what he writes. Good for him. He's he's pulling good traffic. So you don't worry about the like the. the, the I don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. Cool. That's how I feel if someone wants to put Marvin Harrison Jr. in like their top three or four. He's not earned it. He's the best wide receiver rookie prospect since Calvin Johnson in 2007. But I'm going to show him respect from like a physical standpoint and what he's done in college by putting him at number seven. Number eight, Chris Olave. His issue is that him and Derek Carr don't eat breakfast together, and he can't get that love. And, and, and he's just not gotten the touchdowns. He's looked great. He's currently like wide receiver 1920. By the way, exactly where I said he would be, and just throw that out there. Speaking of transparency and and and, and stuff, but I, I like Alave. He he's really good, but I, I've got to have him there. Michael Pittman, a name you're probably not prepared to see at number ten, is Michael Pittman Jr. And, and then Brandon Ayuk. Got a lot of respect for Brandon Ayuk, and it it's hard with him and Debo. Um, but I like Brandon Ayuk a ton. If he re-signs, it's great. And then my last guy, Jerry, my last guy, this one's going to come as, to, as a shock to some people, but I'm putting some respect on DJ Moore's name. I had him real high two years ago. You were even like, Jesus, you're high. Jerry, do you know the age difference between A.J. Brown, a consensus wide receiver three to five, and dynasty rankings across this great land? Do you know the age difference between DJ Moore and AJ Brown? I am guessing you are setting me up for a close number. 77 days. So I say to myself, self, if AJ Brown at 26 year old can be wide receiver four or five, why can't, why can't DJ Moore be in the top 10? They're the same age. He's going into his super prime. And I, I told good friend of the show, Nick Whalen, big Justin Fields guy, Nick Whalen. I was like, if the Bears decide to keep Justin Fields, I don't think they should. But if they do, I'm moving DJ Moore up this list. I may, if Justin Fields is the starter next year, I may even move DJ Moore into that, that top six, into that brown tier. What are your thoughts about the back half of my rankings? Um... Here's my question. Where do you put a guy like Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill and DJ Moore went back and back and forth, forth and back, back and forth. But he's going to be 30, which is not a death sentence. We can get it. He says he's playing out his contract. We know two is going to be there. Um, Miami has a pretty good backup in Mike White. He, he is the next guy on my list. 
And that's the next thing that I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to broadcast it, but I'm going to do wide receivers 13 through 24, maybe on the Dynasty Warzone channels, you know, YouTube, podcast, what have you, because I think that's where things get interesting. Because where do you put Malik Neighbors, another rookie that's that's going to be really good? Roma Dunze, where do you put him? Where do you put DK Metcalf? Where do you put Terry McLaren? Is Terry McLaren in the top 24? Where do you put Deontay Johnson? Devonta Smith. T. Higgins, if he goes somewhere. The real money at wide receiver and wide receiver rankings, in my opinion, is you're going to get one of these. If you want to get one of these 12 wide receivers, you'll get one. Because no one's stopping you in a startup. They can't. Because you can take one. The real money at the wide receiver position will be trying to identify those Pittmans, those Iukes, those guys like that that can go from what were in that wide receiver 13 to 15 range last year, who in the right circumstances next year can jump into that top 8 to 12? Does, does that make sense from a strategy standpoint? And Because that's where if you hit on that guy, like last year, if you used your first pick on Justin Jefferson, and you came around the backside and your wide receiver two was Michael Pittman or DJ Moore or Brandon Ayuk, you probably had a pretty good season. Especially if you went Ayuk. It, that's, I think Ayuk is a little low. And it's funny because I've never been a Brandon Ayuk guy. Um, but he's been an absolute animal because he is an animal. I think I probably slide Tyreek somewhere in your, your third tier there. He, he's because, in, he's actually twelve. I I just I just counted one two three four five. Yeah, he's twelve. He is number twelve. He makes the top twelve. DJ Moore's eleven. I was like, I, I feel like I, I'm short one. Tyreek Hill's twelve. And the only knock on Tyreek Hill now, if if you want to push the button on Tyreek Hill earlier than Marvin Harrison Jr. or Garrett Wilson or Alave, I give you a big thumbs up. Uh-huh. But the same thing that I said during the running back, like if you take McCaffrey or. This Formerly is, Kelsey. This is base base dynasty rankings. Yes, just just raw. You know, if I'm on the clock at the 101, I'm taking CD Lamb. If I'm on the clock at the 102, I'm taking Jamar Chase. So on and so forth. This is how I would take them in a vacuum. The only one I disagree with is Chris Olave. I think I need to see something more out of him. Right now, <laughs> I'm right now I'm seeing. 1050 and like five touchdowns and that's it's been consistently that which is fine just not for him to be up here that's where i don't like it garrett wilson i i have seen it it was bad quarterback play and he still got the production that chris Olave had so i i understand that Pittman, good Ayuk had like 1400 yards or is gonna have like 1400 yards this year he's got purdy he's got shanahan i'm cool with that marvin harrison jr I get it. It scares me to already have a person up there, but that doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be also cool with all that DJ Moore, And, and you said you don't think they should get rid of Justin Fields. I actually think I do think they should. I know. I said they should. I know. I I, I, I think they should keep him just because they got absolutely so much for that first overall pick. And if they do it twice in a row, I get it. I get it that he's, he's not the savior. Like I, I hear you. I, I agree with you on that. But what you can get for a first overall pick is just silly. And they literally, I'm, I'm, they I'm literally traded it and then still got another one what, for what a could, better prospect. Okay, but what could the Colts have got for Andrew Luck when 100%. he was the general? 
what 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 could the the Jags have gotten for Trevor Lawrence? I hear you. And you know what the Jags have gotten in the playoffs two years in a row? Yeah. You know what the Bears have got? A quarterback that still can't throw for 200 yards. I you know, all we, were, all, all we remember is this game this past weekend. Go look three weeks but ago. I, but, but here's the thing. I don't think Justin Fields is going to keep winning, even if they win anyway. So they'll still be picking early. Go look three Go look three games ago when they played Cleveland, and he had like four turnovers and looked like ass. You're not going to win that division with Justin Fields. You're no. not beating the offense. You, you can't play from behind with the Lions. You're going to find out again with the Packers. The Packers whooped on him once. And, and and the more that that their head coach sees a, a, a team, the better game he calls. Not, not to say that the Bears can't win because their defense is playing great. I've always thought Eberflus is a good defensive coach, but just because you can get a bunch for something doesn't mean you should. I'm just just saying because the, the 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 Bears with the defense they have and the offense they have, if you're truly a quarterback away, Justin Fields ain't that quarterback. In my opinion. Anyway, so 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 moving on, you know, you're talking about Pittman. It's like, you know, Pittman right now on the season is wide receiver 13, and, and he missed a game due to getting his uh his head folded back. Yeah, no, he should and, be and, and, I, and, and, a, points per game. Pittman. You know, and, and to talk about how good Ayuk's been, he is the wide receiver 12 on the season, and Debo's two behind him at wide receiver 14. Just with those guys, they're guys that you have to draft now as wide receiver ones that are going to have big boom-bust weeks. I'll, I'll be honest, they're almost in a tier to where if we were doing a startup, I may pass on an IUK if like a Brees Hall or a Jameer Gibbs was there and hope he comes back around on the turn. Or if not, I could take a guy like DK Metcalf, who's just as likely to boom bust on a given week like like Brandon Ayuk. So let's, I don't want to uh, let's just let's just flashback real quick to I think it was 2019, the rookie draft. Uh the 101 in Keel Harry and Brandon Ayuk played on the same college team. Um and obviously in Keel Harry was the far preferred prospect is, 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 from everybody. Is this so. The, so what's the other wide receiver from Ohio State's name? It starts with an E. Emeka Igbuka. Yes. So, are you saying that he's going to be Brandon Ayuk and Marvin Harrison Jr.'s in Kiel Harry? Yeah. I want you. Obviously. I want you. I want you guys, the <laughs> listeners, to chew on that while you hear Don't a you word hear. about the Dynasty Dominator. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's five dollars to download, and then every year it's five dollars to load. The next incoming class of rookies, you can add super flex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from player profiler to their dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer, so you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win-now team, this is a rebuilding team, and then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side-by-side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's 5 bucks in the App Store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing, and it's going to be well worth it. There you go. So two takeaways. 
The Dynasty Dominator is great. It's five bucks. It's well worth it. And Jerry said, you can write this down, that Marvin Harrison Jr. is in Keel Harry. And the other fella is Brandon Ayuk. Is that right? I hate you. I, hate you. I know. I, I, I hate me sometimes, too. So there you go. We got through wide receivers. Are you ready to talk quarterbacks? Okay. Let's roll. All right. So normally, I consider myself a person that I'm, I'm the perfect person to debate with. Because if you come to me with facts, numbers, honest, irrefutable evidence, I'll change my mind. You know, you could come to me and say the sky is green, and and here's my list of data and facts, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hear you out. What you're not gonna change my mind on, no matter what, is that Josh Allen is the 101 of quarterbacks. It's not up for debate. You you can sing it to the clouds because I'm not listening to it. Uh, I have him in a tier with Jalen Hurts, showing Jalen Hurts and the tush push a lot of love. He's got great receivers. I'm kind of concerned about the way things have gone the last two or three weeks, uh, but the rushing floor is to be respected. What people don't tell you about Josh Allen is that he's usually good for double-digit rushing touchdowns a year. On top of, he's had if he gets 300 yards this week, it'll be four straight years of 4,300 yards passing. I'm pretty good with that. QB1, 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 no outliers. The guy's a stud. So Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, that's the one tier. The next no tier, the next tier, I have Mahomes at three out of respect. You know, I, I, I say that like Tommy DeVito. I have the, I show it out of respect. I, I'm showing Patrick Mahomes. You will show that man the respect he deserves. You know, he, he's been great. He had a down year this year. Patrick Mahomes deserves the respect. He's going to four. I'll tell you another guy that moved way up my rankings this year. It's Lamar and not because he rushed. He threw the ball better. I like this Todd Monken offense. I like what he's shown. Um, step up from guys like Isaiah Likely. I don't know how they get him in more formations when when Mark Andrews comes back. That kid's really good. Bateman's okay. I don't think he's ever going to be super great for what we would do with fantasy football, but he's a very serviceable pro. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. had a bit of a resurgence this year. Nothing crazy, but you got to show Lamar respect, and I'm putting Lamar at my QB4. It's a big move. Last year, he was in the 8-9 range. Uh, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, at the time he got hurt, was still the QB6. I don't know what his head coach is going to look like. I don't know what his receivers are going to look like. I know that dude is super talented, and he has continued to perform for fantasy in spite of the dumbass, the dumbassery and knuckleheads around him, Jerry. I think that's fair, but not knowing if Keenan Allen is going to be around, which he's not for much longer. Austin Eckler is not going to be around for much longer, and he's going to have just poop to throw to. So that puts me a little skeptical. I'd probably drop him down a little bit, but I don't hate it either. He is a talented guy. What else you got? What's the next tier? The well, next well, tier is a little, a little, a little crazy. Well, well, the, 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 there is a big tier there. There, the, there is a significant drop. Because the rest of these guys have all, it's kind of like that next group of wide receivers, that big cluster. All these guys have got a picadillo of some sort. Number seven for me, I'm a bit of a fan. First to admit it, Trevor Lawrence. But he was the QB six last year. He was on his way to another top eight to ish finish this year. Um, guys tougher than an old boot, plays through high ankle sprains and concussions, and finally took his shoulder separation to, to pull him off the field. 
but I have him at seven and literally right behind him is CJ Stroud. Now I'm not, I'm, I'm going to show CJ Stroud and his draft capital and his college resume and pedigree. I'm going to show it respect. And I, I am going to put him at eight, you know, but I, I, I could easily give you this. Go look at their stats. Go look at Jordan Love and, and CJ Stroud. Jordan Love's not making my top 12. But I bring Jordan Love up as a point to say is that we can get caught up in these small samples of excellence as a reason to springboard someone into a position they don't rightly believe, belong in. I am not moving C.J. Stroud into the Joe Burrow, Lamar, Mahomes, Herbert tier. He's not earned it. He's had, some great, he's had some great games. He's had some stinkers. But you know what? The potential is there, so I will show him and his potential to respect number eight. Number nine, and I, I hated myself for doing it because I hate hype, but I, I, I had to put Caleb at number nine. Now, again, I'm not going back to Dana White, but someone's going to put him in that in that tier uh, uh, with the Burrows, and I can't do it. He's right there in what I call the next generation tier. These guys are the next generation. They could slide up in behind the guys in front of them because Allen's been doing it for six years. Lamar's been doing it for five or six years. Mahomes is 28 years old. These are the next tier. Quarterback position is actually in really good shape. But, I mean, if he winds up in Chicago with DJ Moore and Cole Komet and they got another first-round pick and, you know, all these picks, I think it'd be a great landing spot. A great landing spot. Especially if they fire Matt Eberflus and hire Jim Harbaugh. That would be That would be perfect. Jimmy Jerry's over here praying. Kyler, I, g- I gave Kyler some love. Uh, I like the fact that he came back. I like the fact that they made him a captain. I like the fact that he seems to be bought in. He's not Kyler of old, but man, I'm not going to hold a guy coming off of an ACL. The this is a great opportunity to buy the dip on Kyler because when he comes back next year and he's had another full year removed from the ACL injury, I think you'll see more Kyler, and they're they're probably going to be the team that have it's Marvin Harrison Jr and year two of Michael Wilson, and year three of Trey McBride. And you see where I'm going. He's going to have some pretty good weapons. And then all of a sudden, Kyler Murray is is going to become a value. He could be next year's Lamar, a guy that I have in that 8-9 range that next year could jump up into that, to that next tier. And then Brock Purdy. I'm showing Brock Purdy love. Because uh, as Ric Flair once said, whether you like it or whether you don't, learn to live with it because it's the best thing going today. Brock Purdy's not going anywhere. Jerry, do you know do, do do you know how San Francisco affords Trent Williams and Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and and Brandon I do you know how they afford all those guys? Cuz they have a 7th round quarterback. They have a guy making 250,000 who I think borrowed money to buy golf clubs from like Christian McCaffrey or McCaffrey body set because he couldn't afford new golf clubs. Okay, let's let's be honest. He still makes enough golf club money. Let's be real. Dude, 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 the the the, the cost of living in uh in, in San Francisco is, is, is not cheap. I I I actually have done podcasts and I know people in that area who make six figures that have roommates. Okay? Six figures and have roommates. It's it's, it's pretty pricey for the young fella. But I'm sure he's doing okay. But that's my my next generation tier. I'm super high on all those guys. They've got insulation around their value, whether it's their draft status, their name brand, their performance. 
And then I have this one guy, kind of like DJ Moore and Tyreek Hill in the old man back category. I got Dak Prescott as number 12. Show the man some respect. Again, that, that's the key word here. A lot of respect for Dak Prescott. He He's a vet, but you know what? He's only 30. I can get three to four more, five more good years out of him. And I'm not taking guys like behind him, guys like Tua and Goff and Drake May. I'm just not. I guess I'll just cry myself to sleep on a on a, on a QB six season every year because 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 that's how I feel about Dak. I've had Dak higher in the past, um, but again, I'll take the safety and comfort of Dak, knowing that he's got Ceedee Lamb relationship with Jake Ferguson. They'll they'll probably improve the running back position. They could use another upgrade at the wide receiver position. Dak is steady, Eddie. Give me give me a guy who's going to give me QB six seasons at QB twelve prices. I think you're too low on Dak. Do I'm you? Putting Dak, I'm putting Dak higher. I'm putting him ahead of everybody in your tier before that. Really? Ahead of T-Law? So he's like your what, seven? T- what? T-Law's done nothing to suggest he's going to win me a championship other than be a generational that's prospect. That's fair. That, that, that's fair. And he, Ca- Caleb Williams, I, he's going to end up on a dog crap team. Unless he goes to the Bears. And, okay. And a dog crap team. And he's not going to do anything for me for a couple of years. And that's if he hits. Kyler is fine. Kyler gets hurt too much. And I'm a, I have historically been a Kyler guy. I can hear the argument for Purdy. Don't give up your rankings yet. Don't give what I, I, I hear. I'm, I'm just saying I will have, definitely have Dak higher. Um, and Stroud. Okay. I mean, I, I, respect for people who see. So I, I, I don't want five game bursts because if I wanted five game bursts, I could show you where Jordan Love has had better seasons. Jordan Love's thrown 30 touchdowns. You don't see him on but the you, top. But 12. you can't show me that with Trevor Lawrence, but you got Trevor Lawrence in there. Yeah. And, and, and I'm showing reverence to the 101. And the fact that he was that the, QB the sugar last cookie. Year. He's not even, I like to say vanilla ice cream. He's not, he's not even the ice cream. He's just a vanilla cookie. You, you know, I, and, and, Again, I think I'm giving sure. the reverence uh, the reverence to the 101 and the fact that he was the QB six last year, and he he was solid this year. So maybe he is a skosh high, but that's a pretty tightly bunched okay. here. We've, we've seen one bad game from Stroud. Um, I can I can pull he, that. He had a, he had a three int game. Other than that, he's got two ints the rest of the season. He's got multiple as touchdowns. Far as actual quarterback, and, play, and he's sure. doing it. He's doing it with Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Okay, well, I, I, a, I see. I mean, that's him. That's him. That's they are getting on his back and they're winning. He's never. He's not going to be. He's not going to finish as a top five guy. He's Justin Herbert. He's I, I a, like that, my quarterbacks to to be in that twenty point range, like, like Josh Allen, twenty three points a game since the bye and I, and obviously he's he's had the the injury games since the bye in week 7 he's had two of those two yeah two of those so i'm showing him respect i'm showing him that and that's the same number as as Trevor Lawrence in the same time period by the way two but so if, we use, I, if we use the first 10 games Trevor Lawrence probably has zero of those um, well, that's not true because Calvin Ridley had a bunch of touchdowns week one. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm trying to look at an angle, but yeah, he's th- they're very similar for me because I but I'm not gonna like bury him for having a a three point game, a twelve point game, a fifteen point game. If I wanted fifteen points, I could go get J- Jared Goff. Hundred percent. So so I mean I'm not gonna have Jared Goff up here but, either. But, I just but why he's seven 
is because, but I will say this is Trevor Lawrence really hasn't moved a bunch. If he doesn't make a significant jump next year, he drops out. He he has to drop into that that eleven through fifteen range. Yeah, I I I still believe he's he's a talented you know. And, and look at his numbers with him without Calvin Ridley. And then I know the argument is going to be. So you're saying he's wide receiver dependent, Mister? I tell you what, Patrick Mahomes looks awful wide receiver dependent right now. <laughs> Tua Tua without Jalen Waddle this past weekend looked awful wide receiver dependent. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't want Tua up here. I no, I, I would have guessed Tua over Kyler. I'm going to be honest with you. I um, like I pro, I pro, I, Tua doesn't close. bring the wheels. He does. He just doesn't bring the I wheels. Agree. I agree, but he's got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to throw to. As to where Kyler, you're just sort of relying on him getting 40 rushing yards and finding the end zone running. Yeah. Um, until like he I, does, I, it I don't think it's I don't think it's egregious because even with everything that offense has done, I think he's like QB 10 or something. Since we, he he has not had more than nineteen points since week nine. That's what I mean. So like, he, and and that's with that offense full humming. So and, 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 I mean, and, if and they take that a step back, that hurts him. Well, let me ask you this: if 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 you were building a team, would you rather have Tua or Golf? I would rather have Tua just because I think he's going to last longer. But how much longer? Yeah, I, that's a good question. It's good because because would Goff you rather have Tua or, Jer- or Jordan Love? Tua, I don't really Jordan love Jordan. Jordan Love has had flashes of being good. Jaden Reed's been banged up. Christian Watson's been banged up. Romeo Dubes has been banged up. Yeah, like Luke I just Musgrave's been banged up. Uh, listen, if they sign, if they if they sign T Higgins, maybe maybe we'll and, have a different conversation. But so so you I, don't I just, like Jordan. I, 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 I get no. I like Jaden Reed a lot, but Jaden Reed has been very you touchdown graduated dependent. with him. I did. He's just he's got. 10 touchdowns on the season, nine receiving I, 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 and only 600 yards. So that scares me a little bit. So I get young Jordan love going into year two as the I mean, starter. Two, two is not old I, either. I, I understand, but he's going to have like 23 year old Jaden Reed, 22 year old Christian I, Watson, 24 year old Bo true, Melton. He's going to have even, all these if, young if, guys. If any of them hit their ceiling, none of them are Tyreek Hill. This is true, but Tyreek Hill we may have seen his ceiling, and Fair. we start going down the other way. But also, we've been saying that about Tyreek Hill forever. I don't recall any of us saying that about Tyreek. I remember saying about other people, never Tyreek Hill. Everybody thought Tyreek Hill was going to be a bust and a one-hit wonder, and then he went to Miami, left Kansas City. They Ty- thought Tyreek he was going to take a step back. Then they thought he was a criminal. And it- Tyreek Hill has always been a storyline. He always will be a storyline. He's an animal. And, and we'll we'll get into this in the, in the off season. We talk about strategy and builds and everything. I'm, I'm telling you, remember because I've stole this term from the Podfather. He calls it the Alfred Morris corollary. Back when <laughs> Alfred Morris played with Robert Griffin III, and he like he ran wild. So yeah. that when he, so when a when a mobile when a, when a mobile quarterback's attached to a running back, um, the Podfather calls that the the Alfred Morris corollary so i i, I love that term I, I was giving the podfather so much praise I, I lost where i was where i was going with that but i i am fired oh it's the mike evans corollary that's where i was going the mike evans the mike evans corollary is going to remind us next year that in dynasty startups this year we're going to be sleeping on guys like stefan diggs guys like cooper cup 
guys like Tyreek Hill, guys like Devontae Adams, guys that just go out every year and do that really boring thing called score fantasy points. Um, we we, we hate to see it, but they're going to be values. Here's a question. Okay. Anthony Richardson, how, I've heard far, of him. how far away are you from having him in here? He's in, I, 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 I'll be honest, I stopped at my top 12. And like I said, the way that I did this is I'm doing a super flex startup. Here, I, I, I've seen some potential, but I've seen him go multiple games with multiple injuries. Yeah. He left three games with three different injuries. Yeah. He's 20 years old. Maybe he jumps up into this next year. But if I'm going in, and again, it's that risk versus reward because now we're mixing in, you know, build strategy. But I'm I'm putting a lot of eggs because if if you're in a league and you're actually playing dynasty and not redraft with flair where you play for a year or two and you quit, I'm talking about true dynasty. If you hit draft Anthony Richardson in that Brock Purdy, Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Stroud tier, yeah, and, and and he continues to get injured or doesn't fire, that team is screwed. Trey Lance. For you, I hope it's not that yeah. fucking bad. I'm a Colts fan. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, there's a lot of there's right. a lot of teams that drafted yes. Trey Lance and, and, or traded and, for Trey Lance, and, and I didn't didn't and they, think of it that way. I mean, they have been crippled. Yes, and 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 the, that that and I just can't do that. So as I went down this, because like I'm always taking a quarterback in the first round of a, a super flex startup. It's just it's it's a non negotiable. And depending on who's there around the turn, like if I've got like the 110, 111, 112, Bang I may double I may double tap quarterback and just, you know, look for that positional advantage. And if not, I'm damn sure going quarterback wide receiver. But now we're going down a strategy road. But I just went through as like, hey, I'm the 101, taking him. 102, taking him. That that's how I looked at it. And I just would not feel comfortable. But that's again when I do that on our network, the Dynasty War Zone. When I rank quarterbacks thirteen through twenty-four, that's where that will create a good show. But that'll be a different show. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I I did. I don't have him in there either. That, that, I just that's where it gets he, fun. He's, he's he's an interesting person that I'm guessing half of the Dynasty community probably has up that high. So I was just curious. On I, your I, I, you know. I respect all of our peers who do rankings and things because I'm not a big rankings guy. No, I, I, because, because, because rankings are great. And this goes back to the ROI transparency thing. You know, if you want to know if I'm a good dynasty player at rich Dotson at dynasty, rich on Twitter, ask him if I'm a good, you know, and I bring up rich cause like he's an OG, he's the Godfather. You know, they got the pod father, ask Theo Griminger, ask the pod father. Ask him if your old buddy Memphis here can play some dynasty because I I have a good feeling they're going to tell you that I can, but but this is the, the part of that that transparency is I just don't do rankings. I love people love rankings and you guys like rankings, so I do the rankings because I like you. It's great. You like rankings, I like you. I do the rankings for you. Simple, easy sure. peasy. F- fair enough. But I take my rankings and this is how I would draft. This is how I would, would would draft a roster. I'm I'm trying to show respect for what guys have done. In the case of a Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, uh, an AJ Brown on the wide receiver side, I'm trying to show respect to the young guys 
who have not been in the league yet, like Caleb Williams and, and Marvin Harrison. It's 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 a very delicate balance when you're building dynasty because when you're drafting these guys, you use the term early earlier cornerstone. You're building that's the cornerstone of your build. You got to get it right. I agree. And no, no anger or anything for anybody that you picked. I think the people that I brought up that I tend to disagree with, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't necessarily take them in that spot. I would just probably take another quarterback pretty soon. Like you said, if I got to end up with Trevor Lawrence at the end of the first round of a super flex startup, I'm probably taking a second one right after. See, this is the pearls of wisdom that the people who stuck around to the end are, are getting. It's like a couple of weeks ago when I had Evan Ingram as my tight end four. Just because I see him as the fourth best tight end does not mean I have to draft him as the fourth tight end off the board. No, not even close. So so for me, that makes him a value. And may, maybe we'll, we'll do that. I know I, the, I'm going to do some rankings this year for player profiler. My dynasty rankings will be part of the player profiler. I don't know how soon I've got to get those into Theo. Um, I'm, I'm not going into like the... 97th round. This is my wide receiver 78. Nobody cares because he's never hit in my lineup. Not even one time. So, but I you will see more rankings. Um I'll, I'll run back through my quarterbacks because I'm not going back to my wide receivers. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, tear break. Mahomes, Lamar, Burrow, and Herbs, tear break. Lawrence, Stroud. Caleb Williams, Kyler Murray, Purdy, tear break, Dak. There you go. That's a show, Jerry. We 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 did all of the things that we said we were going to do. We're going to come back next week, and you're going to have your rankings. Yeah, buddy. Tommy DeVito is going to be up there. Tommy DeVito. He throws a football like that. Like that. It's a perfect spiral every time. Uh, you know what? Tommy DeVito at least proved that he could be a backup in the True. league. Uh, he made himself money. 100%. Good he, he, on him. He'll be around. He's a rookie. He's a guy that will hold a clipboard for many a year. A guy like Brian Dayball, whether he gets fired from the head coach or not, he'll get an offensive coordinator position. And a guy like that will always bring a quarterback like Tommy DeVito from spot to spot to spot. And that's what that, and, and that that's the last pearl of wisdom. That's what happens when you're a good guy or a good lady or whatever you are. If you show that you are a capable member of the workforce and you treat people well and you do your job, even at, even at, at a very minimal level, you're, 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 you're doing the job that you're there to do. Tommy DeVito is a backup quarterback. Maybe you're an accountant, whatever. As long as you treat people good, have a good attitude and work hard, the people that you work for will probably always want you on their team in some capacity. And when you do that, it makes job security go a lot better. How's that for a little last nugget on the way out? Look at you. It's not just about dynasty fantasy football. I mean, it is, but it's not patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone. Want to make sure I plug that one more time. Our YouTube channel and podcast channel, check those out. You're going to get more content, more, 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 more. We're not slowing down. We're speeding up. And, uh, I think that's it. Check out Rival Fantasy, Dynasty Dominator. Rival Fantasy code, code, code word player, Jerry. Player. Not playa, not P-L-A-Y-A, P-L-A-Y-E-R, player. All right? Peace. 
That's my man, Jerry Sinclair. You know him better as the man of the hour, the man with the power. Follow him on Twitter if you want, at DWZ. You can follow me on Twitter for anything but ROI results at DWZ Memphis. Uh, and on behalf of Jerry, remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Come back next week where our good friend Jerry will be doing his wide receiver and QB rankings. Until then, have a great week, guys. Enjoy a fantasy football-free weekend. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all of this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Oh, when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak